years ago, I remember a commercial. I was just a kid, so most of you weren't born, I suppose. It was, I think, a, a Miss Clairol uh, commercial for women's hair. And uh, it's just planted in my mind. This is about 50 years ago at least. There's this woman running through a field, and as she's running, her hair is going like this in slow motion, really slow motion. And there's a man running in this direction, and he had short hair in those days. And they're running toward each other because you can see they're enraptured in love. And they finally reach each other with this flowing hair, which is really the focus of this commercial. And then they wrap their arms around each other and kiss. And then it says something about Miss Clairol for hair that shines or something like that. <laughs> I thought at the time, even as a kid, oh, how dumb. I mean, really, that's a hair commercial? And what is running and embracing and kissing each other got to do with her hair? But it has everything to do with it. Isn't that why we spend so much time on beauty products and do all kinds of things to enhance our hair, to enhance our beard, to make our skin shine and... and, and put color on the face and everything. By the way, I've always thanked God I'm not a woman because I used to watch my sister and my mom put on mascara and stuff. It took them forever. I thought, if I had to do that every day, oh my God. But we spend time and money on it because somehow that enhances um, our own inner beauty and expresses it as outward beauty. And in that, we find attraction and, and even expressions of love. I'm reading a book that um, Brother Don Zuka gave to me called Words of, uh, Words of Spirituality by Enzo Bianchi. And I, I just um, wrote down three little quotes that, that really struck me. I, I want to share them with you. One is from Isidore the Elder. And he says, and I quote, better to eat meat than be inflated with one's pride in fasting. Better to eat meat than be inflated with one's pride in fasting. He says in another place, asceticism, asceticism is, not, is not about personal perfection, but about growing in freedom and in our relationship with others, always about love. And finally, this one. Situate ourselves in the domain of beauty, which is another word for holiness. Now, all of these expressions in this book on spirituality, and for that matter, all of spirituality, has a lot to do with the ascension. The ascension is, on, on the literal level, um, not a strange, yet it is strange feast. And uh, some of the accounts, like this one, that Jesus was lifted up on the clouds and taken to the heaven, um, in a literal way, that's hard for me to wrap my mind around because I've never experienced anything like it. I've never seen anybody levitate, although they say there are stories of saints who levitated. I, I've never levitated myself. So I, I can't really um, wrap my mind in a literal way around that reality. But maybe it happened just as it's spoken. If it did, if it didn't, it, it doesn't matter to me because Jesus Christ is Lord and, and um, you know, that's enough for me. But what I think it might be getting at is something deeply spiritual, which goes beyond literal. It, in, it includes literal very often, but it goes way beyond to what I'd call the mysterious and the mystical. The mysterious and mystical is that deep stuff. It's the Miss Clarell commercial with the flowing, slow-flowing hair, and, and somehow 
the, the caring for her hair has something to do with uh, bringing out her beauty, which has something to attract this man to her beauty, which is, as the spiritual book says, it's holiness, it's goodness, it's, it's beauty. And somehow in that mystery, that mystical side of beauty and holiness and goodness, we discover deep, deep truths that cause us very often to come to the point to love. Now, why this is so important is because in the gospel, Jesus is going to say to his disciples, okay, you love me, hmm. you love my words, great. Uh, you, you loved what I did, you loved that I came back and I rose from the dead, you loved that I've spent this time with you, but I'm going to tell you something now. You must go forth as my disciples. You must go out over all the earth, over all the earth, and proclaim the gospel, the good news, and then baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And in this call of Jesus and his sending them forth, come together the literal, the mystical, the mysterious, into this burgeoning faith, this growing faith that is planted in these men as disciples and as apostles, and sending them forth as disciples and apostles, apostles of the word, to take that word out and invite others to come to know Christ. The Feast of the Ascension is, is, I think, an essential part of the Paschal season because before we get or receive the gift of the Spirit on Pentecost, recalling that day in the Scriptures, I think it's important for us to understand that we have to be emptied. We have to let go of Christ in a way to grab on in a new way through the Spirit. And Jesus makes that point. And I suppose most of us... Uh, especially parents, teachers, uh, most adults understand that's something that has to happen in every person who is growing up from childhood. It's the kicking them out of the nest, kicking them out of the comfort and the safety zone. How do they learn to fly if they don't learn to fly? They got to do it. And, um, and sometimes the nest makes us too comfortable. I wonder if the church, even this building, has made us too comfortable. A lot of people are practically in tears over the fact that they can't come here, can't come in during the week, and we aren't having our Sunday Masses. And it is tragic. It's difficult and necessary because we're protecting lives. But maybe one of the gifts that we will get out of this awful virus and the many, many deaths that have occurred and and. Lord knows, it is so sad to say, does it take this? Does it take 100,000 American deaths for us to face this? And maybe it does. But after hearing of 100,000 Americans dying, not to mention the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of men and women who have fought in our wars, who have, who have died, and we are remembering in this Memorial Day weekend, does it take this for us to get out of the comfort zone, get out of the nest? And the reason I say that is because our growth in faith shouldn't be stopping or slowing down because we're not coming here into this building. If you notice, uh, well, as I was writing in our um, Facebook page of the parish for um, the first few weeks, very much so at the beginning of Easter season, the domestic churches, which is every one of your homes, that's your domestic church, your home church. There is where the faith has to grow most of all. 
And then what this building is for is to gather all these hundreds and hundreds of domestic churches, your homes, into this big place to unite us in that faith. What happens if your domestic church isn't growing? Does this make it grow? I don't think so. It would be like uh, if, if you didn't eat for two weeks straight, then you came here to eat a little bit. Is, is that sustaining your life? You know, you sustain your, sustain your life every day. So today in this Feast of the Ascension, we've got to let go of Jesus. Let him go up into the heavens and leave us. And if that means we grieve, we're sorrow-filled, so be it. But in that empty space deep within, where we have known the Lord, and in some ways we say we let him go, he leaves us and returns to the Father so that he can send into that empty space in us the spirit of his truth and the spirit of his love. And that may grab us at the deepest part of our hearts and excite in us a faith that is so powerful, so profound, that the only thing that we can do with it is give it away. And in the giving of it, giving away of it, it begins to grow even more.